HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are. America's last best hope to make the internet safe for absolutely no one. Two people who will do pretty much anything for a pizza. Your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Welcome, Mike. Welcome, Judy. I don't know if you noticed, there's a pork chop on the breakfast menu at Roberta's today. Did you have that pork chop? I, I, I saw it go by. I almost grabbed it. I think I'm, I'm thinking about it after the show. It They're was like amazing. Flintstone pork chops. They're huge. Whoa. It was a beautiful thing. It's, you know, I, the first time I ever had a pork chop with breakfast, I was in Chicago being, you know, a nice Jewish boy from New York. I don't see a lot of pork chops as a breakfast option. But uh, when I was in the south side of Chicago one time, it was like, you know, eggs with bacon, sausage, or pork chop. Well, for Spiro, that would be bacon, sausage, and pork chop. <laughs> but that and was some my scrapple. That was my pork chop epiphany. So every time I, I see a pork chop with breakfast, I get kind of, kind of all flutter. I think you're in Chicago. <laughs> Man, oh man, oh man! Things oh. are looking good here, Roberta's. The kale pizza is looking pretty good too. <laughs> that would be the very definition of postmodernism, right? That kale is now popular. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm over kale. Anyway, you know, I'm over kale could be my new heavy metal band. Over kale, my big heavy metal band. I was talking to our beautiful guest while you were. Um, indisposed. Who's who's charming? <laughs> His charming laugh was al- al- already already illuminating the studio. You're funny, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I think she's she's our most recurring guest, isn't she? Uh, possibly. You're on the short list. Uh-huh. Thank you. And she was on our our highest rated show too. 
How about that? Yeah. Well, you are, you are a, a wonderkind. Oh. A juggernaut. Oh, hush. <laughs> so keep star. going, keep going. <laughs> As Joe Franklin would say, Judy, she's bigger than big. She's big, big. <laughs> <laughs> she is Miss Maura Johnson. Right. Maura Johnson, Hello. formerly the music editor at the Village Voice and currently the progenitor and proprietor and pioneer of Maura magazine really at the very vanguard of publishing hi mark good to Hello. see you nice to see you nice to be here it's very exciting i took some time out from the van from being in the vanguard to you know the vanguard out. well the voice hasn't really been in the vanguard for quite some time well no i mean i mean now <laughs> that's the past let's not talk about the past yeah they're over unless you're saying of course the mike and judy show is a break from the no vanguard. no i'm saying you know we are we are joined together in this new exciting paradigm the new you mean the digital holocaust digital <laughs> But you know it's funny. Like Mora has a new magazine. Why don't you Why don't you tell us what is so unusual about Mora magazine? Can I go get it at the newsstand? You cannot. Oh, it, grandma. <laughs> well, which newsstand? It depends on which newsstand you're talking about. Ooh. Actually, um, so Mora magazine is a new. Uh, I guess we're going to have our tenth issue this week, and um, it's a great. weekly publication um, with cultural reporting and criticism, um, and it is available right now only through the iTunes, the iOS newsstand. So you can download it onto your um, iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and then uh, you'll get updates every week. Um, you can buy a single issue for 99 cents, a monthly subscription for two ninety nine a month, or a yearly subscription for twenty nine ninety nine a year. I, 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 that's what's wrong with journalism today. What? I, 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 I said I, you. iPhone, iPad, oh. iTouch. So if you have one of those I, Samsung see, things, so I have selfish. Say, well, but this is the thing, like, you know, I'm working with this company, 29th Street Publishing, who have been amazing and who developed the app. And um, right now, the like, iTunes App Store is just, like, the best way to do this, you know, to do, like, they're working on ways to do it in other, in other venues. But they just offer this, like, really streamlined solution to get people paid you know and that's that's the, that's the ultimate goal right i mean I, I could put you know i've been doing blogging and stuff like since you know 1994 but this is like a way to have and sustain it, really interesting isn't that always journalism. a question for every blogger has how do i monetize this yeah yeah and so i'm just like you know well this is one way here's the, so here's how so, I'm doing wait, it. i want to just write for exposure oh <laughs> oh well you, we've all seen oh. those offers so look at, look, looking for writers I want someone to give me paid. a pork chop for exposure. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll tell everyone how great that pork chop was. Can you can you put on a new roof on my house for exposure, please? Yeah. Well, we've been being paid in pizza for quite some time here at the Mike and Judy Show. This is a labor of love. It's different. <laughs> yes. It's a five hundred one c and should say if you want to make a contribution to the Mike and Judy Show via the Heritage Radio Network membership is encouraged. Sixty bucks gets you all sorts of wonderful things. Make sure to check us out, and it's tax deductible. We're legit. Yeah, but so. You are, you actually pay writers and pay writers better than some, you know, old Vanguard. Well, not Vanguard sites. So it's like some sites that have been around and have a lot more money behind them. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, part of this. I mean, the subscription is sort of a way to aid this because right now, you know, the way that people make money off the internet with like banner ads and stuff is just so screwy and weird. And like, you know, you can have like these sites that have millions of page views but they're not making money because they're either running like crappy remnant ads or you know they're just not doing their ad model properly and so with the subscription model right now it's you know it's built in where if you if if you pay me 99 cents i'm going to give you like four or five good pieces you know and that's like okay 25 cents a pop that's like uh, uh, you know you can play miss pac-man uh, for like five you, minutes or something are I don't you know. kidding more magazine is the is the great marketing example of putting a dime bag's worth into a nickel bag it's true that's it you exceed expectations <laughs> it's true that's what i that's what i try to do you know so you're you're an avid reader of mara judy mm-hmm. 
tell us about your Mora experience. <laughs> My Mora experience, I was a little spazzy with the app at first, and I was like, why am I a subscriber? Why am I just getting the same issue? <laughs> yeah. We're working on some user interface kinks, but, you know, again, it's like it's a learning process for sure. But so. also, if you're smart and you dig around a little bit, I am not that clever with the internet <laughs> things. I, um, so it took me a little while. There was a little bit of a learning curve. But okay. I love it. I love that I can oh, just, like, you. get it and read it when I'm trying to go to sleep at night because I always sleep <laughs> with my phone. What are yeah. you saying? I sleep with my phone, too. I, I read, do, I read too. the phone. But I've been reading it on the subway. Oh, yeah. It's really great for the subway, because once you just download one issue, then you have it's all quick the and all short, pieces. short yeah. pieces. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and it's really good. And really, like I said, when I first uh, opened it up, I was very surprised. We know you, of course, as a music journalist, mm-hmm. and you're quite famous for being a music journalist. But Mara Magazine, um, I was reading... Uh, Steve Earlywine's story about uh, television trends, yes. which was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a little academic, even a little bit egghead, kind of like new critical mm-hmm. theory sort of thing going on there. It wasn't just um, tossed off reviews of records or anything. It's a very thoughtful package. Thank you. And Thanks. So you get four writers a week, four pieces a week. Yep. That's a lot of work. Four times a week is quite a bit. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, you know, but again, it's it's better work because I mean, you know, when I was at, at, pr- at previous jobs that I've had, I mean, I have been in charge of like anywhere from like 12 to 16 pieces a day. Right. You know, with the voice, it was a little more, it was a little slower. It was like five to eight um, plus the print obligations. But you know, you, you, you sort of like cut corners. And I think with this, where you have like these four or five pieces that are just really thoughtfully written and edited, you know, I mean, usually there is, you know, an editing process that with back and forths with the writers, which I think is great because you get to really crazy. get down. I know. It's a, it's a lost art these days, right? Who does no, you're that? just supposed to take my copy and do whatever you want with it, yeah. even if you completely change the meaning. No. I, I, that, well, that I don't like, too, because that's yeah. the worst thing. Like, you know, it's there's horrible. no, like, how, like, I mean, it's so funny because people are like, why would you name it after yourself? Are you an egomaniac? And I'm like, well, I had Mora.com since, like, 1996, and I figured this would be, you know, like, a really nice, well, just I love convenient. The name. What could be better? And then, and then like, be better? But it's, if you look at it, it's like, I don't want to, like, impose a worldview onto the writers. I just want them to, you know, put out their best work, and that's all. Would we, you publish anything by someone who hated Enlightened? Yes. Oh, <laughs> of course. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't post, you know, like anyone who likes Enlightened is an idiot because then I would take that very personally. Then we'd have to beat them. Yes, exactly. But, you know, it's it's about the multiplicity of viewpoints. And I think that that's something that's lost in the new internet with like everyone sort of buzzfeeding it up and being like yeah. 32 things that everyone thinks are funny. Well, you know what? Maybe I don't think. Well, that's, funny. I mean, that's sort of where it's gone, right? Yeah. We talk about yeah. this forever. It's like chasing clicks is the new journalism. Yeah. And it's just traffic. And, you know, perhaps had you run a few more stories in the Kardashians, you know, maybe you'd still be at the Village Voice. No, I wouldn't. You know, I, mean, I mean, but you know, that's the way it's going, yeah. and it's, it's it's so shameful. And you're doing such good work, and Thank you. I know for a history of the underground jazz in New York, right? That was a wonderful yeah. story. I mean, honestly, that's a niche story. I mean, everybody should read it. Everybody who lives in New York and is around the '80s, even you, Judy. I know how you feel about jazz. But My mom used to sing in jazz clubs. I would read it. You know, but that's it. That's our shared history. That's it's yeah. a cultural. Uh, you know, milestone or, or touching point or, or whatever is a very important era, but nothing is going to. Well, it no can get lost in the shuffle through, too. No one's right? going to click through that like they're going to click through um, why Seth McFarlane needs to be you know you know neutered and tarred and feathered. Which I don't disagree with, but but anyway, but you know, <laughs> Me like, neither. Um, but you know, I think I, yes. I saw a piece today about um on this site called Sports on Earth, which is sort of like MLB.com 
former employer. I will put that disclaimer in there. But um, it's their like essay site now, and it was by this guy Will Leach, who used to edit Deadspin. He was right. the founding editor of the of the former of the Gawker Media Sports blog Dead, Deadspin, and it was about this site called Bleacher Report, which um, is you know the preferred sort of sports network now for Turner, and which you know just again like specializes in like clickbait and really just being you know, and the thing was like. Bleacher Report replaced Sports Illustrated as Turner's partner. And it's like, obviously, like part of that was corporate <laughs> synergy because I think, the, you know, there was like a split between Time Inc. and Turner and there was, you know, all this stuff. But again, like it just speaks to like the idea of what quality is and what quality <laughs> means in 2013. Well, I saw an ad for, because um, I've been looking for work and I saw an ad that BuzzFeed is looking for an editor for cute kitten videos. Like not cute, cute she animal videos. Associate animals editor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please list me as a recommendation when you apply for this job. <laughs> you know what? I thought about applying for it then I thought like I'm gonna be the oldest person to ever be the cute animal video editor and I really like I'm stupid enough as it is I really don't need to spend my entire day looking at kitten videos you sort of well, live, you sort of live in but the, you know and the, 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 the annoying thing too is that like I mean you know I give I give BuzzFeed no unrelent endless amounts of crap but like they also have like good writing on yeah, their they site do. they have Steve Candell who used to work at spin editing these like really long form you know these thoughtful long form pieces they have this woman kate arthur who like i respect immensely heading up their entertainment coverage and getting these like she had this great interview with um amy sherman palladino who created gilmore girls and bunheads and it was this really insightful interview but it's just like you you know when you when you have part of your brand and this happened with when i was at idolater especially when you have part of your brand that sort of like goes viral in like you know whatever way you know that that sticks with you for life like even when like Idolater was doing more like less, you know, snark for snark sake stuff, and people would still be like, "Oh well, it's snarky," and I would be like, "Well, have you read it?" You know, but it's but the same thing with Buzzfeed, where it's like the kitten videos and the which lists, are entertaining, which are yeah, but like they they overtake the the yeah they overtake the brand in this negative way, and it's like we're all just looking at the same like dumb crap i know by four o'clock yeah. somebody I, sends you that kitten video you're like i, I saw this at like 11 30 yeah. come yeah. on <laughs> um have you noticed i mean I'm, you're, you guys all read gawker and obviously mm-hmm. all, the, all the gawker sites but gawker specifically it's become very to me um one-dimensional the writing has seems to be like one riff hammered and hammered over again even amongst the various bylines they the tone is so uh monolithic that I, i've lost interest it just seems not to be as flavorful as. It oh i make. disagree i think that they actually have a lot of really good writers right now i think they're all good writers but i think somehow yeah. being in that same site it's that level of snarkiness and the style and the and the um self-aware irony has just become contagious on the site it's i don't hard know because it's like i think again like you have like the whole you have the whole like you know neats and zimmerman and other people who are doing like the constant beats but then you have the longer pieces like Camille Dodaro who I used to work with at The Voice like she just had a piece that was really good about this um, young girl who has progeria and who like oh became my god this, that like, was internet. a really great yeah story. she became this like meme you know she and like people were like terrible to her and Camille you know Camille has always she wrote about the Juggalos for The Voice and she wrote about that is anyone up guy and she wrote about um, you know a lot of other things she's very interested in like the sort of people who are summarily looked down upon in the world and i thought that that piece i mean it was a tough piece because it was like you know it was about basically how humans can be the worst and how humans on the internet can really dehumanize people and i think she's great i love i love max reed's writing um and i really you know and rich Dizviak is always holding it down for really good music like the, sh- the show that i went to last night in the bronx <laughs> the freestyle show what's up brenda k star <laughs> 
Do you even remember Brenda K. Star the first time? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, gosh. I used to listen to... Are you kids? No, I used to listen to that stuff all the time. That was like my rate... Like, you know, when the cover girls did Show Me last night. I mean, and it's the cover girls. It's like it's like one replacement member of the cover girls. I mean, these some of these bands are like LA Gun status of, you know, right. sp- of s- split. But like, it was like one replacement member of the cover girls and then two younger women who had joined the band in 2001. But when they did Show Me, I was just like... Oh. It was like perfect, yeah. Well, speaking of new music, we're going to hear one of your new faves. Can you yeah. tell us? Um, so one of my new, fa- one of, probably my favorite album of the year right now, um, and it's not out for another two weeks, but it'll start streaming on NPR tomorrow, actually, um, is uh, the new album by Marnie Stern, um, The Chronicles of Marnia. It's called Marnie Stern is this really amazing guitar player who has this like very, you know, intricate Eddie Van Halen-ish technique. Um, but she also just does these songs that are like so life affirming and you know even when she's like trying to figure out like what is you know what is wrong with the world or her or or the things in between um it's just this really like giddy i want to figure out everything about life it's actually i think the perfect musical companion even though it's so like manic and and high energy it's the perfect musical companion to enlightened for me because it really feel like it really feels like the the questions that have you talked about it, uh, uh, enlightened on the show no. yet oh no. well you know it's finale is tonight and i'm very excited enlightened is the best show well, I'm, it's sorry on in the dark. I'm so out at sea with this it's um have you, you so do you know about it at all do you know about my incessant like campaign to save it <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good show mike smith the interview mike white yeah mike white ugh, yeah those those white guy names <laughs> um the um the interview he did with New York Magazine this week where yeah. he said the problem is like women are interested in stories about men and women and men are only interested in men's stories. Yep. So, so true. true so true. So sad. Yeah. Very sad. But well, we should get to the song yeah. so we can okay, yeah. take a break and eat some pizza. All right. From Mike and okay. Judy Moore Johnson. Here we go.
hey, you kids, get off my lawn. <laughs> oh, Mike. I, I, I just don't know any circumstance in which I would play that music in my I home. have not been able to stop listening to this record to the detriment of my other professional obligations, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, lo- I love your enthusiasm. I love that your taste in music is so Catholic with a small C. Thank you. Um, but I just... I guess I'm out of the demographic. I think that would be good music for one of the kitten videos when you get your new job. That would be good to partner with a kitten video. I'm not applying for that guy. <laughs> He'd be so good at it, though. I know. It would, it would be fun. Is it, is it about time? You could make your own videos and sort of pump them in. Oh, my God. There's yeah, a lot of cuteness it. there. There's a lot of cuteness. I could turn I could turn um, Oscar into the new Winston. Ooh. Rest in peace. Oscar at could be the new Oscar video. Wilde. Yeah. So speaking of cats and magazines and fanzines, I was in uh, Kim's on Avenue uh, A, or First Avenue, rather, uh-huh. uh, yesterday, you know, the um, video and CD store, and in the front, there were some mimeograph fanzines. Oh, wow. And I got so excited to see, like, a genuine, like, old, sta- not even saddle stitch, right? Yeah. Just, like, sloppily stapled on eight and a half by 11 copy paper. Nice. And it was, I think it was called the meow Gazine. Okay, so it's like this, it was a cat. It was it's the printed internet, fans, right? <laughs> and I was, oh, I'm so going to support this. I'm so going to buy this, right? It was twelve dollars. What? Okay, it was eleven ninety nine. At, at which point, you know, I put my wallet back in my pocket, <clears throat> Jew that I am. But seriously, that's not I, being Jew. That's been being practical. Three dollars. I was so plopping my money down to support five. the magazine. Five bucks, you probably would have had me. This is the gentrification of cats, okay, right here. Okay, but seriously, it was maybe sixteen pages, yeah. stapled, and it looked like you know it was a product of the. Local, you know, mental asylum, and no um, videos. No videos. You can't embed anything on paper. Didn't but, and it didn't have one of those. What do you call it? You know, when the you QR turn codes. The, no, when you change the, oh, the when QR you turn the so page like, like and it moves. Very view. Oh motion. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been worth it. Or even a fold in. Well, you know. I guess, I guess it's charm. <laughs> Getting stapled to yeah, it. I guess it's charm. Lied in the fact that it was such a disaster. But then I saw there was another mimeograph punk rock zine, sort of with the same production. Values and it was also twelve bucks. And you know what there is right now? Actually, there is a nice movement of like new literary magazines, yeah, definitely. like gorgeous boutique literary magazines that I don't mind. I guess maybe the Believer was one of the first. And yeah, Paris Review is back. Our friends at Electric Literature do a wonderful job. I have no problem dropping ten or fifteen dollars on something like that. That's so so gorgeous. But this was just like this is what fanzine culture has become. But I, you know, it's funny because like I went to a fair over the summer at um, Pete's Candy Store in Williamsburg, and I went to this like zine and comic fair, and I bought like a bunch of zines and comics, and some of them were very very nicely produced, and they were only like they were ten dollars, and they were they were you know they were nice. Um, and then you know there's this woman who whose stuff I love, Cassie Snyder. Do you know her? She is born and bred on Long Island, and she does a series called the worst this reading series and she puts out really really great comics and they're very again price to move um and really just good and like yeah but i think with that you know it's also like is is like is there a play like is is the fact that it's about cats and it's expensive like is it this whole like meta joke on i was wondering the same (laughs) world (laughs) it reminded me a little bit of um Louis Bunuel, right, the uh, surrealist uh, yeah. filmmaker, want, uh, talked about opening the world's most expensive bar yeah. on Grand Villa in uh, Madrid, on the Grand Villa. And it was going to be called El Canon, the Canon, right? And it was going to be like $100 for you know, a you know, cocktail, and it was gonna be like $300 drinks. And the idea was if you spent $5,000, they'd blow off the Canon. And he's constantly, right? That was the, the meta, as he said, yeah. of the bar. So he said, I'll be sitting in my house, and every time that cannon goes off, I'll just know another asshole spent $5,000 on my bar. <laughs> and now that stuff is like, you know, the, the fodder of like trend stories in like Time Out New York and New York Magazine. It's like, look, another $1,400 cocktail with gold right. leaf and foie gras. 
that's been well, like blended into it. I don't know. If you go to a bar, I guess, I mean, not that we would go to these kind of bars, like with a bottle service, <sighs> a stupid bottle of booze is like 500 bucks yeah. and then you're... It's been like that for a long time. Well, yeah. um, service, did you know service, also lounge. that with the with the Bloomberg soda ban, now the the size of bottles of cranberry juice is limited to like twelve <laughs> ounces or whatever. Well, you say the, cranberry juice, but we basically <clears throat> mean is high fructose corn syrup, right? But I mean, but you know, some cranberry skulking around somewhere in a factory. Sure, but you know, it's a it's a fine mixer. If you're, I mean, if you're going to be that, like, if these people are going to like go all the way and pay like five hundred bucks for a bottle like Grey Goose and like. You deserve to pay $12 for your shot of cranberry juice. <laughs> yeah. I liked it when I got you a Bloody Mary before. The bartender here at Roberta said, would you like vodka or aquavit? Ooh. You, did you get well, I went for the vodka. Yeah, we yeah. had discussed it, so, yeah. so I aired it on the, on the side of safety there. I'll, next time I'll get the aquavit, so, so here's my question for you. If, if Marcy were to write a story for Mara Magazine, and he said, I cannot have any meat eaters, okay, in this week's magazine, are you going to comply? No. That's so dumb. <laughs> Wait, so how did that end up working out anyway with like the with the, the meat eating and the, and the not? Because I heard it was like all Jimmy Fallon doesn't negotiate then... with terrorists, just like the United States of America. I mean, I my friend Zach wrote a piece for Noisy that I thought was really spot on. It's like we're we're sticking up for reality superstars. I mean, Morrissey is a cranky old bitch, and he you know he makes the Staples Center go vegan. He made Colbert's set go vegan for the day, and you know who knows if they really do. Right? I, mean, I, I would mean, probably eat bacon. Well, yeah. Morrissey's compliance cops must be out in force. But you know, but the part about that story was he said we stood up for the reality star guys. I wasn't taking sides. I never was I asked to take a side or was he trying, am I trying to be polarized beside the duck guys? You know, who are pretty funny and they have a TV show and oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm, Colbert, supposed, yeah. I'm not taking or their sides. Cool. I'm yeah. just sort of saying, wow, to make a demand like that. So you need to rebook your show on a moment's notice too. Yeah. Right? That was not cool. Okay. That was very unprofessional. Although sometimes they don't even know who the guests are until the last minute. But I mean, like he said, like he said in the piece, Morrissey, is like has beliefs as much as I'm not like a vegan. He he actually had like Rihanna isn't going to go like you know no we can't have whatever fun fun. She tried that I heard right. You weren't on the plane were you? Oh I was I was not on the plane. I heard about the plane. I had some friends who were on the. I was like at first I was like oh I'm sad I didn't get invited on the plane and then by like day three I was like whoa dude I would not have lived on that plane. I thought it was all made up. I just thought it was no. some like you know one of these like internet pokes and all of a sudden I realized because I knew people on the plane too. Yeah yeah. Who you know wanted to be on the plane because well, it was a plum gig. Right initially it was and until then, the and toilets then it's back up or and, whatever until the Australian goes streaking down the the, the aisle. You know. Well, so like, so wait so you. We only have a couple minutes, but I want to I want to get people to subscribe tomorrow. Okay, yes. Tell us what do you have coming up? I think you have a party coming we up. We do too. have a party. Um well, Can anyone come? Oh, anyone can and come. Which borough is it in tomorrow? It's in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> um it's uh Thursday Fancy. night. We're we're celebrating the 10th issue. Um, I know that other you know other people wait like ten years, but I figure it's the internet. Time moves fast. Ten issues, let's do it. But no, it's, I want this to be the first of a bunch of events around the country and all over the place. Um, so it's at Arrow Bar. It's from eight to twelve, um, and it'll have readers including me and uh, Nick Murray, who is my colleague, my former colleague at The Voice, who will be contributing to the tenth issue, which comes out Thursday, and uh, Brad Nelson, who wrote about Texas is the Reason and who is the copy editor actually for the magazine. We it's even have so a professional. Copy editor on, on an in, on, on a digital web based iTunes 
thing. It's true. There'll be it's no true. there, there mistake. No, there will not be. Uh, and we have a style book. It's very exciting. Whoa. Yeah. Very professional Mora magazine. I try to be professional. I love Mora magazine. I love more. Thank you. I love more of the person. I love more of the magazine. Me too. Thank you. It's, um, a, it's a Mora love fest. Can I tell Can I tell people how to get it if they want to absolutely. see? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so if you want to check it out, you can either go to the iTunes store and search on my name which is M-A-U-R-A, for those of you who might think that it might be with an O. Um, or you can just go to mora.com slash app, A-P-P, and that will redirect you right to the page on the iTunes store that where you can buy it. And da- you can download download the app, get a free issue, and then you can subscribe from within the app or buy back issues. Um, I mean, we had some really great stuff. Like we had Andy Beta, who's one of my favorite writers. He wrote a piece on like football and instant replay and dub music and like the relationship between the three um chris ott who you may know from his cranky videos and uh you know his opinions on everything related to music um wrote a really great piece about the my bloody valentine record we had the oral history of the band unwound by brad cohen um this week the lead story is about the new crop of female swimmers who are competing at the elite level who are all like in their teens i will i have to say i opened up my new issue of mara magazine yeah. and i saw a story on female swimmers as, as the lead piece and I, I was pretty knocked out by that yeah. it's so cool that there's everything you I know try, there's yeah. tv there's sports for people i'm pr- assuming who aren't big sports fans normally mm-hmm. um music i love it it Movies. makes me it makes me feel a little younger Oh, thanks. Really? Well, anything that can make Judy feel younger is, well, <laughs> is welcome. And uh, once again, it's been the fastest half hour on the internet today. What are we going out with, Maura? Are we going out with... I don't, I don't with, know. Do we have, do we have, do we have the Prince? Do, do, we get the, do we ever get the Prince uh, queued up? I don't think we could find it. I think, no, um, Prince was... Uh, Prince, is Prince has been, you know... What a nice bit of pop music, got, that, new, that new Prince thing, right? Yeah, Screwdriver. yeah. You were, you were there at Ground Zero, right? I saw um, the Fallon taping on Friday night, and it was really amazing. He played with his new band. This is his first TV appearance with uh, the new band, the Third Hot Eye Girl, Girl the, the, three lady, the three lady band. Yeah, they got a lot of style. And you could eat bacon in there, too. We, I think so. <laughs> I think, you know, there, there was no bacon served, but I'm sure if I asked nicely. Oh, he's a Jehovah's Witness, though, so maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I would I would actually let I'll Jehovah's take- in if Prince and Coco Roca came to my door. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, for uh, Judy McGuire, I'm Mike Edison, Mar Johnson, and Joe the Engineer. Thank you guys. Here we are on the Heritage Radio Network. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>